Hey there, we're not going to do a break for this episode because frankly it doesn't feel appropriate, so things are just going to go on with the passage of time, but I am doing the disclaimer myself. This podcast is not for children and it does contain adult themes such as violence and trauma. This episode particularly is one of the more gruesome ones. I'm going to put timestamps in the episode description as well as trigger warnings. So please be advised and keep yourself safe. I hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you. Zane! Vincent? You're still here? What happened to you? Someone taught me what a brothel was. Oh, goddess. Did you... Did I what? You know, grope for trout in a peculiar river? What? Shoot twixt wind and water? I don't think I understand? The shaking of the sheets? Oh, Demetrius, no! What is wrong with you? What do you mean? What makes you think I'd shake the sheets with some random stranger? You just said that you went to a brothel! Wait... Is that what that noise was? Oh, Minervia, help me. They were shaking the sheets in there? How do you not know what a brothel is? My parents wouldn't let me go to one. It's because you're a prince, Vincent. I am a grown-ass man. I can go into one. Oh, gods, help me. (laughs) I'm an idiot. So what did they do to you? I got a kiss on the cheek. (laughs) I'm a man. Vincent, you're 19. Legally, I am a man. You can't even drink yet. Do you want to take a walk with me? I never thought you'd ask. I've always wondered about this garden. What about it? It used to be barren when we were children. What happened to it? I fixed it. So, you hired someone to fix it? (laughs) Yeah, I hired someone to fix it. You seem to be in a pretty good mood. I am? You are. Is it because of that girl? Really, Anne? Yeah, her. I don't know. Maybe it is. I could feel my face get warm. She crossed my mind all of the time. She's like an untouchable memory. She's always so close, yet so far. It is her, isn't it? Yeah. Did you guys shake the sheets yet? Absolutely not. She's a lady, not a brothel's wench. She was quite the sight at the ball. Was she now? Many people were enamored with her beauty. It's like everyone's eyes were on her. How do you know that? Haven't you heard? I can't say I have. Many of the dukes and duchesses are calling her the Mistress of the Night. Mistress of the Night? With her eccentric beauty. Knock it off. But in all seriousness, I think that you should court her. I don't know. I don't want this to become a public matter. Then don't make this a public matter. I'm aware of the contract your father made you sign. Are you now? What he doesn't know won't hurt him. Should I? I've always feared my father. Ever since I was a small child. Ever since that happened. 
He changed. He's never around. It's like he wrote that law into action just so he can dispose of me whenever he sees fit. It's easier said than done right now. It's just a thought. I'll consider it. Cynthia, I can trust you, right? Absolutely. Something on your mind, Annie? Annie. Cynthia's nickname for me. It was quite endearing, but it wasn't really my name. It was hard getting used to, but I didn't want to come off as rude. I know you're not your sister, but I have some, you know. Oh, do you have good gossip? I wouldn't consider it gossip. It's more of interesting life experiences that I'd like some advice on. Are these secrets? Yes, ma'am. I told your sister about this, but she reacted badly to it. I'm not my sister, Annie. I'm not that stuck up. All right, all right. But first, you have to promise me that you won't tell a single soul. Your secret is safe with me. You promise? I swear on Amisha's job. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think I have a crush on the prince? <gasps> I knew it! What? I caught a glance of him carrying you to your room during the fall. Wait, really? Yes, ma'am, Annie. Did anyone else see me? No, you're good. The halls were empty. No one goes to the royal ball to roam the empty, dark halls. Well, tell me more, Cynthia. Oh, Annie, you should have seen the look in his eye. It was like he was holding Beatrice herself in his arms. I don't know if he's into me, though. I honestly couldn't tell, but I don't think I've ever seen the prince be kind to anyone. Let alone a woman. You know, it's crazy. What is? Everyone thinks that I'm insane for falling for him. They do say opposites attract. I'm just unsure about what to do here. I'm just a maid. It's not like anything could actually happen between us. You never know. He could pull some strings. Still, that almost feels wrong. And again, how can I even be sure that he feels the same for me? Well, what do you two even talk about? Just minuscule things. Family, past experiences and such. When we went to the festival, we... You went to the festival with him? Well, yes. He invited me. Oh, my goddess Annie. He wouldn't invite just anyone to the festival. He barely leaves the castle himself. Does that mean anything? It definitely means something. Still, you shouldn't try anything rash just yet. Patience is an important matter when it comes to situations like these. Cynthia. What happened? I just got word from Annabelle. She's leaving town that weekend. What? Why? I don't know. Something about her grandmother getting sick? Oh, great. She won't let us use her place anyway? She doesn't trust us anymore, after what Charles did to her sitting room. Just perfect. Oh, how rude of me it really am. This is Lady Penelope. She's lady-in-waiting for the queen. Lady Penelope, this is really Anne. Hello. Hi. So, Cynthia, what do we do? Maybe we could make food ourselves, use a room here. I'll tell the others. Thank you. <sighs> oh, God. God, is how annoying. 
was that about? Oh, so get this. My friend Celeste is getting married. Oh, how nice. Yes, yes, very romantic and everything. But she's moving out of Des Point to live with her husband's family now. So we've been trying to plan out a nice farewell party for her. But we were going to do it all at Annabelle's house. And now we can't. So you're trying to throw her a party here? If it can be arranged. If not, I don't know what we'll do. Actually, you should come. Really? Of course. It'll be nice for you to get to know some of the other women here. And it'll be small. Just a few other friends of mine. I can see if I'm free. When is it? The end of next month and you're coming. I won't take no for an answer. <laughs> <laughs> it would be good for me to meet some more people. In all honesty, it'd be good for me to make some friends. Without Amisha here, the only people I really talk to are Cynthia, Zane, and Jacob. Well, not Jacob anymore. I had to get used to that. I had to get used to the barren feeling on my finger, and used to the idea of having nothing to do on my free days. Is my infatuation with the prince true? Am I just using him as a distraction for my own heartbreak? It has to be more than that. When I'm with Zane, these anxieties are non-existent. I can put my focus onto him and only him, yet when I'm alone, my mind never stays stagnant. I'm never sure. I wish I could be. I'll get there eventually. On a day like this, where do I begin? It's the one day out of the year where it's reasonable to take a break, yet I can't tell you. I'm doing this for you. All of this is for you. It's strange to see how fate plays out. I was never really much of anyone back then. I was just a pawn. Yet, Dahlia saw something in me. She'd look at me with bright eyes, smiling. Even though all I did was study somehow, she believed in me. Hell, she loved me. The look of unwavering innocence. It was like she refused to believe anything else. Each day, she'd sneak into my room, wanting to play. As I got older, I didn't really have much time, so she'd slide a note under my door. Written. 
written in her awful handwriting. I wonder, what would you think of me now? Am I still the great big brother you thought I was? If anything, you'd be upset at me. I couldn't protect you. You're not going anywhere, boy. No! No! Slippery fuck. Let me go! You're not going to get away with this! If he wants to see her so badly, take him to her. <laughs> What are you doing to her? <laughs> what are you like to know? Oh, is that the crown prince? He looks just like his father. Probably acts like him too. You're not getting away with this! Funny. <laughs> That's the same thing I said when your father killed my family. I don't care what you do to me. She's just a child. Let her go. Listen, Prince. I want you to take right now as a lesson. A lesson from your people. Why would we care what happens to her? Your father didn't care for our children. Hundreds of little lives lost to a disease that could have been preventable. He didn't kill your children! Ah, a lost cause. You're just like your father. Please, please, help me. Talia! <laughs> <laughs> Dahlia! <laughs> Let's start. We wouldn't want to waste time. <laughs> Please. No. I don't want to remember. These memories replay in my head over and over again. I can't escape them, no matter how hard I try. Please, please, I can still see the man cutting her skin up. She screamed in agony as she started to bleed out. Please, I remember him going for her eyes. The last thing I heard from my sister was a blood-curdling scream. All I could do was stand there and watch in horror as he cut her eyes out of her lifeless body, placing them neatly on the ground. Please. 
You nerve you no I more. I wanted to scream. I wanted to vomit. I wanted to cry. I can't take anymore. He's looking away. Turn his head. He needs to see this. It's all a nightmare. It's only a nightmare. This isn't my reality. Goddess, this can't be my reality. Is this the sin that'll stain my soul? The memory I'll never be able to erase? Every time I close my eyes, I see it. Minervia. Please. Run for it, they're here. <laughs> What are you doing? Don't let the prince get away! My body can't take it anymore. Really, Anne? What are you doing here? I saw that you weren't in your office. So some man told me that you'd be here. Some man? I believe his name was Vincent? <sighs> yes, I, I know him. Really, Anne, I... There's no need. Is it okay if I... Please, go ahead. What do you mean? Why are you doing this? I don't want you to be alone. I brought something to eat if you're hungry. I appreciate the sentiment, but I'm not. Well, I thought it would be nice to have lunch together. It would, wouldn't it? I have water if you want some. They didn't have tea in the dining hall. Not for maids, at least. No, I'm quite alright. I'm here for you, Thane. You can talk to me. I can't. If I ask for help, he'll kill me. Kill you? Thane, it's okay to talk about these things. Please, they're going to kill me! Please, Please no! 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 I can't, I can't take, take it, it anymore. anymore! Please! Kill me! Just let her go! Please! Please! It's okay. I'm not going anywhere. feel pitiful. <laughs> Embarrassed. I don't want her to see me like this. This isn't how I'm supposed to be acting. I just... I can't go on like this anymore. Don't worry. I'm here. 
I'm sorry you have to see me like this. Don't be. You're only human. There's nothing embarrassing about this. Still, I shouldn't have dragged you into this. I'd rather be dragged by my hair into this than have you deal with this alone. But why? I care about you, Zane. But why? What do you mean, why? Why do you care about me? <laughs> Zane, do you care for me? Of course I do. Why? Because you're such a sweet, kind-hearted person. You see the good in everyone and everything. There's your answer. But that's not who I am! I am a killer! I'm responsible for so many deaths! I can't control my anger and it brings out the worst in me! I killed my sister and thousands more after that! I don't deserve to be cared for! Don't be so hard on yourself, please. This wasn't your fault, Zane. You didn't kill your sister, you were just a victim of circumstance. I don't know what to say. I'm at a loss for words. I feel lost. Lost in the moment. Lost in her eyes. Lost in my emotion. I'm so sorry you've had to deal with this all alone. I can't imagine how hard it is for you to hold it in. But I promise you, you won't have to go through this alone anymore, okay? I'm here for you, just like how you're here for me. Thank you. Really, I... When I was just a child, my mother would tell me I was the bubbliest girl in my class. Apparently I wasn't afraid of people, which was a contrast to my brother who was shy and didn't do much but read. When I went to schooling, I had many friends. Even as of now, I would call myself sociable. So why was the prospect of going to a party so terrifying? I had an entire month to prepare myself. It was going to be small. Cynthia was going to be there, I don't even have to leave the castle. Still, the women I've met while working here aren't the kindest. I can only pray that it'll go well. We all opted to bring one dish. I picked up another cake from that one bakery in town. That same bakery where I had bought a cake for Jacob. I wonder if he ever ate it. I showed up early to help prepare. We were able to use one of the salon rooms as long as we were quiet. Cynthia and Lady Penelope were already decorating. Oh, Rillian, hi! Thank you for helping us. 
Don't thank me. It's just the considerate thing to do. Oh, wow, mademoiselle. You're so self-righteous. Penelope! Is that a good thing? I'm not sure yet. I suppose I'll have to get to know you a bit more. And I suppose I'm looking forward to that. Oh my, you never notice how grand these rooms are when you're only cleaning them. That's what I said! Oh right! Penelope, how did you even manage to reserve the room? Charles told me it wouldn't be possible. The Queen let me use the room, actually. Oh. Yeah, I brought up Celeste when I was bringing her breakfast the other day. She told me Celeste deserved a celebration and said I should use her room. How kind of her. I think she picks favorites. I'm positive. She likes Celeste more than me. Well, you'll never be able to prove it now. The weather was finally growing warm again as spring was arriving. I've been doing my job the same as always. Nothing particularly interesting has happened. Earlier today, I took tea to Zane once more. To be honest, ever since that day, I feel something has been different between the two of us. Perhaps that moment of vulnerability changed something within me. After a few months, I have to ask myself the question, what are my intentions with him? We're worlds apart, socially, economically. If I was to disappear, the world would blink. If it was him, there'd be chaos. My hand reached for the emerald necklace I wore. After the ball, I assumed I would have to return the expensive jewelry. However, Zane insisted that I kept it, saying he had no use for it regardless. The stone was cool against my skin. I always kept it on my person because I wouldn't forgive myself if I ever lost it. Rillianne, could you come help us over here? I snapped out of my daydream and went over. After all, it won't be long until the party begins. I tapped my foot nervously, waiting outside the prince's office. I had already knocked, but there was no answer. He summoned me under the pretense of wanting to talk, which I found alarming. Everything is running smoothly. There have been no infiltrations, attacks, or rumors. He could be wanting to discuss my behavior. I think I've been presenting just fine, despite the constant worry that runs through my head. After the sight of Iris and Aspen Kimura, he never told me what happened between the three and I have enough good sense to not question it myself. So perhaps I do a little digging on my own time. Not hindering my work, not bringing any attention to the crown. It's perfectly fine. Still, there isn't a need to tell anyone else. He still hasn't answered. Even if it was about the Kimuras, could he punish me for it? 
It isn't like I received any orders to stay out of the ordeal. And he of all people should know why I would be fixating on this matter so much. Running to Dewpoint, I hoped every day that I'd never be involved in Kilaharan affairs. He summoned me here. He had no other scheduled events. Did he leave without saying anything again? There he is. Sitting at his desk and leaning on his hand. He stared off into the distance, smiling to himself. How strange. Your Highness? Hmm. Oh, Captain. I didn't see you there. Please, come in. Take a seat. You summoned me? Oh, right, right. <clears throat> Captain, what do you think of the color red? Your Highness? Well, you seem to wear a lot of red, so I assumed you'd be the best person to talk about it. However, the red you wear is much brighter than something I would prefer. Personally, I think a crimson would suit me better. Plum is too violet-toned, or perhaps a maroon? Burgundy? I don't believe I have a say in your fashion choices, your highness. I just... I think it's time I move out of my comfort zone here. Typically, I'm wearing cool-toned clothing. However, it is a new year, and especially with spring arriving, wouldn't now be the best time to try something new? I suppose so. Right. Right. Captain, come over here for a moment. Yes, Your Highness? What do you think? Of what, Your Highness? I've always found the garden quite beautiful. It obviously requires an immense amount of time and care to constantly look clean and blooming. I myself wish I had enough time to put that extra care for my plants. It's lovely. I've been thinking of planting some new flowers. The white roses. Don't you think they're outdated by now? Well, if that's what you think is best. I want to get your opinion on it, though. What is your favorite flower? Hmm. I enjoy snapdragons. Snapdragons. Yes. I'm thinking of planting camellias or possibly lilies. In my six years of employment under Prince Zane de Monte, I have never seen him act the way he is now. He's had a tendency to be quite demanding or staid. Yes, he's had his good moods before, but recently he's been on another level altogether. Your Highness, I've noticed you've been acting quite peculiar lately. And if I am? Would that be such a problem? Not at all, Your Highness, and pardon my intrusion. I was only wondering if this change in your demeanor had anything to do with that red-headed woman. What red-headed woman? The one you escorted to the festival. Oh, no, this has nothing to do with her. Obviously he was lying. 
he won't look me in the eyes. He may keep his voice calm and composed, but he shouldn't have feigned ignorance when I first began to question him. In all honesty, I already knew the answer. It was that woman. The most alarming thing about the two spending time together is that she was the woman with Jacob, Mademoiselle Rilliane Duvon. The fact that she had already gotten this much attention from members of the castle was confusing. She's a simple peasant woman. She fared from some small farming village east of here. The most involved in castle affairs she's ever been is that she was the one who reported an assassination plan to the prince. If only he had said anything. I suppose I should leave things as they are. There's nothing to gain from meddling regardless. Very well, your highness. And I agree. Camellias would look quite nice in the garden. Goddess, shouldn't she be here by now? Penelope, you said she wasn't working. She's not. I don't know where she is. Felicity said she'd bring her. Imagine she ran off before anyone could say goodbye. Celeste is better than that. <laughs> She's not like Kimbra. Oh my goddess, so that was true? I thought they were just making it up. I mean, one day she just disappeared. I woke up for the morning shift and she was gone. All of her stuff was packed. You'd think to leave a notice. We're already understaffed as it is. Kimbra was a bitch anyways. It's better off without her. Oh my goddess, you don't think she was actually part of the rebellion, do you? Keep your voice down. It's not like Kimbra ever talked to you. She's basically tormented really him. Really? Well, she was cruel. She'd pour the mop water under Rillian's bed. Oh, didn't she also steal your shoes as well? Yes, she did. Oh my goddess. Even after everything, I don't wish any ill will on Kimbra. The entire situation just kind of proved to me that gossip does nothing but harm. Aw, Rillian. You're too nice. If you don't stand up for yourself, you'll get eaten alive. She's gone anyways. Hopefully I never have to deal with someone like that again. It'll only take a quick second. I swear I dropped it in here. Surprise! Surprise! Oh my goddess! Is this for me? You better not forget us when you move. <laughs> I could never... No, I remember that nobody had told me that the queen stayed in the tower. So I'm wandering the halls, and I pass three butlers. Nothing. Could you imagine the look on my face when I finally heard the news? I saw those hundreds of stairs and nearly fainted. You know how clumsy I am. I trip all the time. I honestly thought you'd hurt yourself eventually. Thank the goddess not. Wait, so are they not hiring a replacement for you? It's a simple job. I could do it by myself. I know you could, but you don't want to. Actually, 
The queen told me that I should pick my own replacement, since she can't really get any nobles. She said she trusts my judgment. Did you find anybody? No, not yet. Don't you leave in two days? Yes. I was hoping that one of you would be interested. Sorry, you know I've got a bad leg. I, I wouldn't be able to walk up all of those steps. Yes, and I just got promoted to head maid. It's okay, ladies. You don't need to worry. I'll figure something out. The further into the night the party goes, the more mellow the conversation. Some girls began to cry, telling Celeste how badly they want her to stay. I have my polite conversation, but I slowly grow tired. I found it odd that there wasn't a balcony connected to this room. Most rooms on the outer walls of the castle had balconies. They'd always look out on some gorgeous view. The garden, the city, the ocean. I heard you were the one who brought the cake? Ah, yes, that was me. It's very good. Thank you, but I didn't make it. I know. It's from Atherton's, right? That bakery a few streets down? Yes. I don't really know any other bakeries around here. Atherton's is my favorite. I never thought to try an apple cake. It's ironic, really. Oh, I'm moving to an apple orchard. It's my betrothed family's. I grew up in an orchard. Really? Any advice? Well, there's not much to it. If your fiancé's family owns it, they'll be quite knowledgeable about the type of trees. Hmm. To be honest, I'm a bit nervous. Don't be. The day-to-day -day work could be tedious, but there's comfort in the tedium. It'll be beautiful when you arrive. Why? Apple blossoms are going into bloom in the next few days. This was always my favorite time of year. Sorry, do I know you? Do you? You seem so familiar, yet I can't quite put my finger on it. Well, I work here. You may have seen me around from time to time. No, that isn't it. I'm not sure what else it could be. Oh, I've got it! You're that girl from the ball! Pardon? Yeah, Penn and I helped you get ready for the prince's ball last winter. Oh, that's right! I remember you now! Celeste. I'm really Anne. Really Anne. Wait, so you work here? I had assumed that you were some noblewoman. Weren't you personally invited to the ball by the prince? How did you manage that? Oh, it's kind of a long story. I see you're still wearing the necklace. It's safest there. I'm too forgetful to keep it anywhere else. <laughs> oh, I'm exactly the same. I'd lose my head if it weren't attached to my shoulders. So, you're a maid here? Mm, tier one. Top tier. That's quite nice. I try my best. Is it ever difficult? Gross, sometimes. But it isn't too much of a fret. I'm good at menial things like chores. They're mindless. I get you. I clean when I'm stressed. Perhaps you should be a maid instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Enyo. It's such a shame we're only getting acquainted now. 
I think we could have been quite good friends if I weren't leaving. I'm sure we'll see each other again. You'll visit, won't you? I'll have to now. Say, Rillian? Hmm? Would you ever be interested in becoming a lady-in-waiting? He Who Forsakes the Crown is an audio drama written and produced by Chapter 15 Studios. Special thanks to our audio editors, Trenton McKenzie, Billy Mizell, and Donnie J.M. Featuring Eric Smith as Zane DeMonte, Rin as Vincent, Julia Orsborn as Rillianne Duvon, Zoe Absher as Cynthia and Dahlia, Mercutia Glow as Penelope, Scott Zimmerman as Main Assassin, Ray as Rebel 1, Rodrigo Tamayo as Rebel 2, Giselle Fausto as Lady 1 and 3, Elissa Young as Lady 2, Charlin as Sayoko, Kina, and Celeste. Thank you for listening. We'll see you on the next episode of He Who Forsakes the Crown.